Hello, and welcome to Get Schooled, Student Stories from Across Kentucky, brought to you by the Kentucky Student Voice Team. I'm Sarah Faluji, a junior in Fayette County, and I'm joined today by fellow podcast team members Tala Saad and Emma Nesmith. Today we will be exploring House Bill 44, which requires schools to make allowances for excused absences due to mental health. The COVID-19 pandemic has, in many cases, exacerbated mental health issues in students across the U.S. Consequently, this decrease in student well-being has led to a heightened awareness of student mental health altogether in schools, with more initiatives from educators to provide support for students who may be struggling during virtual or distance learning, as well as students who have returned back to school in person. Students may face mental health issues in general because of assignments, extracurriculars, their personal lives, and abundance of other factors. Particularly, the factors affiliated with school is important because within schools, there is a dissonance between how physical health issues are treated in comparison to mental health issues. Predominantly, up until recently, students only had the option to receive excused school absences for physical health reasons, but were not allowed to miss school on the basis of mental health concerns. This leads to a lack of emotional safety for students in schools, and in Kentucky students, this concern is felt. Data collected from three geographically diverse schools in Kentucky found that around 44% of students feel sometimes or often worried about their social or emotional well-being in general when attending school. This highlights the critical need for students to receive increased mental health support in a plethora of ways, one critical facet being the allowance of students to leave school for mental health reasons if needed. This need is heard, but not not only by Kentucky students, but by educators and legislators. A recent bill proposed in Kentucky legislature would now require schools to excuse absences for mental health reasons. Hello everyone, I'm Emma Nesmith. I'm a senior at Danville High School and I'm the executive producer of the Get Schooled podcast. I'm here with Ari today. Ari, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, so I'm Ari Shavastava. I'm a senior at um, Greenwood High School in the Gatton Academy from Bowling Green, and I currently serve as the legislative coordinator for the Kentucky Student Voice Team. Awesome. So Ari is going to be our consultant today um, as the legislative expert of the team. Can you start out by kind of generally explaining what this bill is and what it means? Yeah, absolutely. So this bill is really easy to understand, actually, because it's only one clause. So it's amending a specific KRS to add the clause that a local school district student attendance policy shall include provisions for excused absences due to a student's mental or behavioral health status. So really, the bill is just an open-ended mandate saying that school districts need to have some sort of um, provision for students to take absences regarding their mental health, but it really leaves the implement almost all the implementation up to the school districts. Can you give us um, a brief overview of kind of the legislative background of how this came about? Yeah, so it was, um, this was first introduced by Bobby McCool and then Lisa Wilner um, was the next sponsor because she's really big into um, mental health issues because she's a registered psychiatrist. And then after that, it has just received a flurry of sponsors ranging from uh, Jim Gooch to Patty Mentor. So 
it's a really bipartisan piece of legislation and it has widespread support. And just, um, I think one or two weeks ago, it was voted on in the House and it has been passed unanimously in the House. So it is now off to the Senate to be passed there. Awesome. Do you see, do you think it's likely that the Senate will pass this bill? Um, so the dynamics between the House and Senate are normal, are somewhat different, but I think with just the overwhelming bipartisan support and how simple and distilled down this bill is, there shouldn't really be any reason for it not to pass in the House or in the Senate, sorry, just because of how straightforward it is and the fact that it's just one clause that there's there's only one sentence for them to debate on and that sentence itself is pretty open-ended. Do you have any other thoughts about this bill or any other takes you'd like to share um, either as yourself an individual or as kind of what the legislative team has said about this bill? Yeah, so I mean, it was really hopeful to, when we first saw this bill, Bobby McCool was the only sponsor. And so we were not sure if it was going to get through and get passed in the House. But seeing, I mean, there's, I think, over 10, 15 sponsors on the bill now. It passed unanimously. Seeing the momentum that exists behind it now has been really exciting. And like I said earlier, even though it's just a small first step, it really makes me hopeful that in the future the legislature will the legislature will um, tackle mental health in a more comprehensive way, or that this may prompt school districts to reconcile with the mental health issues that exist in their districts and see how they can better serve students. Because I think this really just serves as a jumping off point for getting the conversation around student mental health going. Because right now, I mean, a lot of school districts just have no provision for it. So while it's a small first step, I think it's going to be initiating a lot of important conversations and I hope to see more action taken on it in the coming years. Um, one more question that just came to me as you were saying that, do you think talking about this as a starting point, do you think there will be any other legislation related to mental health in schools or do you think they will decide to leave it mostly now to the schools and their agency to decide what's best for their students? I think this session, this is going to be the only thing, but I think future legislation is really going to be based off of what they see school districts take on in terms of implementation. Because if, they, if they're happy with the way school districts are implementing the mental health days, which I don't know what would make them happy, but if they're happy with it, there likely won't be much more legislation that comes from it. But I could see that if they're unhappy with the way it's implemented across the state, they could um, write legislation that would be more specific with how they want these mental health days implemented into a school district's attendance policy. So like everything else with this legislation, I think it's really just going to be up to waiting and seeing what districts do with it. Because sometimes these mandates, sometimes these like really broad mandates, the legislators get what they want out of it while still leaving it broad and open to interpretation of the school districts. But sometimes what they were intending and what actually happens are drastically different. So I think in terms of future legislation, it's just going to be a wait-and-see game. While excused absences from mental health days may be a new concept in Kentucky, the need for mental health supports has been a conversation long in the making. A national study by Active Minds shows that half of mental illnesses begin by age 14, 75% by age 24. 
In 2020, the Kentucky Student Voice Team conducted a survey that was meant to gauge the impact of the pandemic on students learning from home. This survey only emphasized the need for House Bill 44 in revealing that 82% of respondents say that they agreed or strongly agreed with the statements, my school should have more flexible attendance policies next year. 15% reported that a mental health related concern was the primary challenge they were facing, and 41.9% of 11th and 12th grade students reported feeling more anxious. The statistics may be able to show the widespread impact of the mental health crisis on youth, but mental illness goes far beyond the numbers. To talk about the personal impact that mental illness has had on her schooling, we have Mira Saad, a 7th grader at North Oldham Middle School. My name is Mira Saad and I'm a 7th grader from North Oldham Middle School. So why don't you talk about your experiences with missing school because of mental health issues? Uh, well, it's the beginning of the year. I already had to start off by taking some days off because of, like, I had a really bad depression episode and... Um, well, I started off missing a lot of the syllabus and the first units, which are pretty important, and I didn't get much help because at the time I did not have a 504, and, um, I, like, and I, throughout the year, I just kind of, until I got a 504, I just kind of had to deal with it and try and figure it out on my own, use friends' answers, try and, like, see what I could do. So speaking of that, how did makeup work go? Did they excuse assignments? Did they still make you do it? Did they give you extra time? How did that go? Um, I was not excused or given extra time until I started meeting with the counselor who would email my teachers. But before then, um, I just kind of have to do it. And sometimes the assignments were pushed back so far that they forgot about the fact that I didn't even do it. And I was just sitting in Google Classroom um, and every time I looked at it, I would get super upset, and then I wouldn't tell them that it was complete until, like, a month later. So, do you think that added more stress onto whatever you were going through already? Yeah, it felt like, it wasn't nice to look at Google Classroom and just see all the piled up work that's been missing and have your teachers remind you of it every day. So, did your teachers help you catch up, and how did you feel about the amount of work you missed, as far as lesson plans go and units missed? Did they, did they help you go through that? How did that look like? I, in terms of, like, lesson plans, I didn't really get much information. i just go to them, and I'd say, hey, what did I miss while I was gone? And they would just say, it's in Google Classroom, and I didn't get... I'm not the type of person who can just read a document and understand it completely. Like, it's really hard for me to understand it just from a Google Doc. So I'd end up having to go ask some help from friends because I was scared the teacher would get mad at me for not understanding properly from the given instructions on a paper. So aside from makeup work, were your absences excused from the school? No. Unless I had a doctor's note, it didn't count. So did your school do anything else to support you aside from what you've already mentioned? When I got a 504, which was around, I think, September or November, I got, like, I mean, the counselor would email teachers when I would have really bad weeks. I mean, it happened last week. Like, I, and um, they'd be a little more soft on me. Like, I would get more time for assignments. They'd be much more understanding if I wasn't performing as well. Um, I wouldn't like piling up work wouldn't be as big of a deal they'd be I guess they'd be more understanding about it and I get accommodations for K prep or map testing any kind of required testing I get to test in another room with 
um, more time. So, as as uh, in respect to how it was without the five hundred four plan, do you think it helped? Um, I I think my teachers knowing what was going on did help. It made me feel less stressed about um, telling them about missing work because I have had a breakdown in front of teachers because I was scared they thought I would be lying and I yeah I guess I um it definitely helped to know that the teachers like knew but I don't know how much of a difference it actually made like the assignments were still missing and I didn't get a ton of extra help so as far as the positives go what do you think was the most helpful part of this plan I think uh I'm can go to the counselors whenever I want. They can't really <laughs> tell me no. Um, I can, I mean, I get more time if I need it. Um, for map testing, I get to test in a separate room, which is really helpful because dead silent rooms with a lot of people, because there's around 30 kids for each class, make me really nervous. Um, that was nice. And then K prep testing, having it. Um, in a separate room with less people was also very nice, but those are the main positives. As far as how your school could have handled it better, what would you have hoped to see when you were missing school? What would you think they could have done better to support you at the time? Not just, like, even if I was 100% unable to show up to school that day, like days where I didn't leave my bed till 1 o'clock, or days that I was up till 5 a.m. just sobbing. I couldn't get an excused absence no matter even if my mom called them and said hey my daughter is really incapable of going to school right now or like in sixth grade last year I had like a five day long stretch of just really really bad days and I missed the whole week and I ended up having like they didn't do anything about it nothing changed so it wasn't like I got my like we have a letter where it's like your child is missing too many days of school and I'm scared that I'm going to have to repeat the grade. It's it's not good. I'm absent a lot. Um. So as far as, you know, flipping back again to the positive side, what do you hope to come out of this bill? How would that make an impact on you, being able to have those absences excused? It'd be really nice. My school's limit of absent, ab, <laughs> absence before um, we get that letter is, I think, either 12 or 7, one of those, and then tardies is 7. And then we get the letter home or become an absentee. And then if it has even more, then it's repeat the grade. And that's, um, that'd be really nice to not have to worry about and have a lot more, like, understanding from their side. Um, or have them be a lot more understanding because, it, I mean, it would make me feel much less guilty about missing school. It would make the catch-up work much easier. All right, is there anything else you want to say before you sign off? Um, the school counselor has always been really helpful, and she, when I mentioned that you were making this bill, she was very happy and also agrees. So, I'm, like, I'm, it's not just students who want this. Everybody wants students to feel better, and I think it's a very, like, realistic bill. Awesome, thank you so much. <laughs> Um, you touched on this a little bit, but what are kind of your hopes and fears in terms of this bill 
becoming reality. Yeah, definitely. So um, once it hopefully passes the Senate, um, I think we're really going to, that's when we're going to see how districts take it because the way districts interpret this mandate could be really widespread. Like I could see somewhere like JCPS um, implementing it to more of a just students get X number of mental health days, no questions asked. But I hope that school districts would just allow students to um, have some number of excused mental health days, even if it's just one, just because of the number of barriers that exist to getting people diagnosed that would, getting people with diagnoses and the documentation that would be necessary to prove the necessity of a mental health day, even though mental health should be um, a valid excuse for anyone to have to miss school, not just someone who's been documented, not just someone who's been documented to um, need the days off. But um, I think my biggest fear is just that there will be a lot of class barriers just because of how many um, people who are low income go undiagnosed just because of the uh, ginormous costs that are associated with mental health care. So my hope is that it'll provide students an outlet and a way to um, get days off of school because, I mean, school is a full-time job and mental, your mental health can sometimes just deteriorate even if you don't have a diagnosed condition and that should be a valid reason to miss school. But I think my fear is just that... Um, there's going to be a lot of barriers to students accessing these days, but we won't really know until we see how districts decide to implement this. We talked to some Kentucky students about their possible hopes and fears regarding the passage of this bill. Okay, um, I'm Annika Digakar, and I'm in 11th grade. Okay, so House Bill 44 is a bill being passed through Kentucky legislature that would amend school attendance policies to account for mental health days so students can take mental health days off. Currently it sits in the decision of the Senate but it is passed through unanimously through the Kentucky House of Legislation. The phrasing is a little bit vague as to what this could mean so I want to ask what would your hopes be for a bill allowing for mental health days off? Would it be nice if like you know if it was something kind of similar to like when like you're physically homesick, you know, like if like, you know, if like a parents write a note saying like that the student is experiencing like some kind of mental health, like, y you know what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. And like, perhaps like if they're actually diagnosed with something like a note from like their therapist or psych psych psychologist or something like that. Um, yeah, just something that's similar to, like, how physical days off, physical illness days off are. That would be nice. Yeah. And what would your um, fears or worries be about this being implemented? Well, like, with physical illness days off, it's like... How to say this? There's often, like, a lot of catch-up to do. Like... Oh God, this isn't really, not because I'm sick, but I missed some days of school because I had to travel somewhere for important things, and there's a lot of catch-up that I had to do, so, like, I wasn't, like, I think they should give, like, days when you come back to, like, give some time to catch up instead of just, because it's your day off, right, and especially for, like, mental health reasons, like, what would help me, at least personally, is, like, if I knew, like, I wouldn't be in trouble for taking a day off, so, like, 
because I'd feel like obligated to like do it when it's supposed to be like my day off and I don't want that so I just want like an actual day off without any obligation to do work so like when I come back to school I could know like oh okay I got time to catch this up but, yeah I'm Daksha Palai I'm in 11th grade so a junior at Paul Lawrence Dunbar High School my hopes when it's implemented is that it doesn't just become another resource that students have to ration out because for example with the sick days we already have now a lot of times I find myself not being able to take those six days for mental health days because a lot of times I'll have used up those sick days either through illness or because I'll have periods and then my menstrual cramps are so bad that I have to go home. So because of that, what I'm really hoping is, no matter the wording of the bill, I'm hoping that the end result is something that when implemented, it gives students the opportunity to actually take time for themselves and not have to feel like they're constantly juggling things and rationing things out just to get their own mental health to be a priority. Um, my fears would be, of course, it kind of just getting mocked and just being used as like, oh, it's another liberal snowflake thing to keep kids missing school. Like, that's not something I would want. And I also wouldn't necessarily want to be, quote unquote, abused either. I'm hesitant to say the words abused because people don't, shouldn't necessarily have disclosed their mental health issues to be able to take advantage of these days. But I also, I also just wanted to, even if, it, even if some people like use it when they don't necessarily need it and that's their own discretion, I really hope that in the end it will still be able to do its goal of actually helping at least one student like just have the have the time in their day to just prioritize their mental health and really put it first. Hello, my name is Karen Matsui and I'm a junior. Um I I think in the implementation, like I read it, um, and it just kinda says like, you know, at the end, like the local school district must have a way to implement like mental health days. And my thing was I kind of hope that the state gives like maybe like because you know it's like sick days you're allowed to have 10 you're allowed to have a certain amount of days I hope they do set up a base amount of days because then depending on the goal school district a school district that might just not care might just say oh you get one day versus like um maybe other districts I also hope that those mental health days aren't part of sick days especially as someone who has um a panic disorder has to leave school a lot for the panic disorder it'd be really nice if like my or like they're not 10 sick days but like 10 parano days wouldn't be part of the like my mental the days where i have to leave because of my panic disorder weren't considered part of those days because then that makes me debate like oh you know i feel awful right now but i have to stay or i'll run out of days so that's what I'd really hope, that they count separately and at least they establish a baseline minimum that every school district has to give and maybe allow the school district to add more. I think... It's not that I don't think the school won't listen. If the district, like if the district implements it, the schools have to listen to it, and I know that. But it's more like... I don't know, like, the stigma around it or if people... Or if, like, schools just assume, like, oh, you're just using this to not go to school. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or um, I think that the, the potential, what's the word? When you when you go against something, what's that word? Um, lashback? No. Backlash. Duh. <laughs> I think the potential backlash from people in Kentucky, who happen to be part of the government, might not be very good. (laughs) To put it lightly, I think 
probably some people um <laughs> would not would just say that i don't know society's getting too soft soft or something or like i don't know my dad would probably say that <laughs> um but that's also my kind of like my fear with implementation is you know the backlash the stigma around it and just people not taking it very seriously so talking about kind of the possible and hopeful future of it being passed, what do you see as kind of possibilities for how this bill could be implemented within schools? Yeah, so that's really been where a big question has been with this bill, because there's just so many directions that school districts could take the implementation. It could be as open-ended as a student will be allowed three, like say, I'll just pick arbitrarily pick three, big, very allowed three mental health absences, no questions asked. Or another school district could say, you need to have um, documentation from a therapist or a psychiatrist. And there could be a lot of barriers to getting those mental health days. So while this is a really important first step in getting um, students' absences excused for mental health, just the way that the, op- the implementation is left open to interpretation um, leaves the possibility that there could be a lot of barriers to students using mental health days. Like many of the students we interviewed referenced, there are a lot of implications and questions about House Bill 44's implementation that are important to consider. One aspect of this is the possibility that mental health days would require the usage of parent or doctor notes. Many schools have a limit on the amount of parent notes that students can use if they need to miss school. If taking a day off for mental health reasons would require the usage of this parent note, then that could cause people to feel as if they have to ration out the amount of notes they use and feel constricted from actually taking time off if needed. However, a requirement of a doctor's note would be inequitable, as requiring care from a therapist or psychiatrist is costly and can take quite a lot of time, which means it's not very accessible to a lot of students. Additionally, The usage of either of these notes could put students in a vulnerable position where they feel as if they have to state more about their mental health than they feel comfortable doing, which would be invasive. Setting aside the limitation of notes, there is also the possibility of limits for the amount of school day students can miss. Mental health can be convoluted, with some students having struggled with long mental illnesses that warrant a significant number of days off, while others may have isolated occasions where they don't feel mentally well enough to go to school. Either way, limits could once again put students in positions where they may not want to take time off when they need it, in case they use up too many early on and cannot take excused time off when they need it later on. Finally, Another aspect to this equation is makeup work and homework. The buildup of school assignments can cause stress in students and augment the mental health issues they are experiencing, but not assigning work can lead to gaps in learning that could cause this significant stress later on. Additionally, standardized tests, finals, and AP tests fall on specific days, and if a student needed to miss those days, they could possibly risk missing the administration of an exam that would later go on to impact their transcript and college applications.
Overall, Kentucky students are excited about more mental health resources and awareness in school. This is a step in the right direction, and we hope that this bill will improve mental health overall as students won't be forced to go to school on rough days, and potentially improve grades, because rather than going to school and struggling to just make it through the day, students can take a day for their mental health and then return to school when they can be more productive, as well as break down the stigma of mental health by showing that schools can bring mental health to the same playing field as physical health. Here's what else we hope to see in the future. This is only the first step. Other mental health resources are still very necessary, such as more counselors, flexibility on deadlines, and understanding on behalf of teachers. Or as I like to say, teachers that are human and understand that you are too. House Bill 44 gives students one of the simplest supports we can ask for, time. Time to take care of ourselves when we need it most. Thank you for listening to Get Schooled. Please subscribe, share the episode, and leave a review. Also be sure to follow the Kentucky Student Voice team on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at KYStewVoiceTeam. Also be sure to check out our blog, studentvoiceforum.org. Is there anything going on in your school or area that you want us to cover? Be sure to let us know at podcast at KYStewVoiceTeam.org. That's podcast at KYStewVoiceTeam.org. See you all next time for another episode of Get Schooled.